This week on Fade to Obsidian, we will be discussing chapters 1 through 17. We recommend that you have also read to this point in the book to avoid spoilers. Be aware that this episode contains discussion about violence and death, as well as strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Fade to Obsidian, um, where we talk about ships from the Red Rising universe, both relation and space. Uh, I am your host, Crescent, joined as always by my co-host, Skipper. And today we are joined by Alcatraz. Welcome, Alcatraz. Welcome, Alcatraz. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Hopefully we're not going to get too much sunset action happening through the the window, but it's fine. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a casual, just, it'll, it'll look great. I'll just be sitting here and fading to Obsidian, and then we'll cut to black. Perfect. That's totally fine. On point. That's exactly, exactly how yeah. it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um, so who are you, Alcatraz? Alcatraz, and what are you drinking? Um. Well, I am actually secretly like 17 corn stalks in a trench coat, because I am from the grand Ooh. state of, you know, Ohio, where everything is just corn and terrible um but i have been in the den since the back and all um i like snuck in there when salem posted the link and then proceeded to like lurk in the bushes um <laughs> through like the howler questionnaire out there and then just like disappeared um and so salem had the one question on there of like are you an introvert or an extrovert like what do you do with your feelings blah 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 and i was like well i treat them like the visitor center at alcatraz you either get to have them or they do not exist um, and that was apparently the part of my like Q and A that she uh, thought was funny. Um, and then I am yep. drinking uh, hard seltzer because, much like Lysander, it was left in my fridge, and now I have to deal with it. <laughs> 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 They're that not particularly good, but somebody's got to do them. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll be suffering I here. Love that. I love it. Yeah. you guys drink better alcohol. Yeah uh speaking of which what do you have crescent uh i have elements of isla lafroig blend oh the scotch and i i have aberfeldy which is a highland single malt scotch whiskey there you go which i just cracked uh yeah to a new book cheers cheers to the new book new new 10-year time skip good god yes what we used to call the second trilogy and now is a quadrilogy. Quad mm-hmm. quadrilogy. That's a real word. Yep. Yep. Technically. Uh, technically. Uh, avoid saying it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we get tenure time skip. Lots has happened. And at the same time, we're expected to kind of just pick up where, where we left off in a, a bit. Uh, we know all of our characters. Yeah. Yeah, so, we get to learn a lot more about mm-hmm. people that we Alcatraz, when you first read Morningstar, was Iron Gold announced? It, like, um, I think that Iron I, like, I think I read Morningstar, and that was the end, and then I was rereading them, and 
happened to be like looking for shit on the internet, you know, as one does, and realized that Iron Gold was like out the next month or something. Oh, okay. Um, so I was able to like kind of wrap up and put the trilogy away, and then oh, well, there's new stuff, and yeah. then oh, the new stuff is different, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, I finished Morning Star, um, and then you know I I only had about a week because mm. I remember uh, we discussed this last episode of the day before I saw him in Toronto, so it had probably been two weeks since Morning Star had come out, and I did read it in like the two days or whatever. They announced the day before he was in Toronto that Iron Gold was coming out, so mm. I only had kind of those two weeks of like oh. What a perfect little ending. Isn't that so cute for our perfect little family? And then no. had, yeah, then had that year of waiting of like, so what's coming next for our perfect little family? Yeah. yeah. And then Chris, have you pretty much read it pain. back to back? <laughs> pain! Pain for the Yeah, Chris, and you were pretty the... much back to back, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it was basically the same situation as Alcatraz. Um, it was it was either just out recently when I finished the first trilogy, or it was just like a week or two from coming out. I can't quite remember. Yeah. So I, it's I just looked. It's like 2018. So I was like re rereading Morningstar like in the new house, and then could walk to the library to go get Iron Gold. Ooh, love it. Oh, cute. <laughs> we love a library in walking distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Gotta go hazard bed a bit, claim it as my territory. Hell yeah. Is there red on Do the, it. On the uh, library? Yes. Well, I could just stick it. it on the sign and no one will know. Yep. There's rust. Yeah. I, I was actually lucky, so mine was not the full year because I do have, I'll put my bragging out there that I did get this in the November as the advanced reader copy. And I remember it arrived at the store and I fully screamed in somebody's face to get their hands off of it because <laughs> someone had opened my package not realizing like oh it had your name on it and then had like resealed it being like sorry opened your mail because we don't normally get mail and I was like oh my god like how dare you mm -hmm. but uh yeah so there you go signed um so was there uh was there much difference or any I don't know, because now that we've been having this discussion about the differences, and if you've watched, so the Glittering Gala came out in between, that was the last thing we've recorded for people watching this. Uh, there is an episode that we'll have released that was recorded before, uh, but during the Glittering Gala, we were discussing the differences in copies and editions that come out from the advanced reader copy to Iron Gold. I don't remember the being a difference but now i kind of want to read through and see there's usually when they get printed up in this official looking version yeah i would imagine they're they've they've finalized. ironed out almost everything like yeah. it's very rare it's it usually has a disclaimer in it of like if you find a spelling error tell us and then you do it and they're like well too late got it already <laughs> like, yeah so i don't remember there being any errors in that one but now that we're talking about it, I should reread because we know my brain is not the greatest. Uh, but yeah, let's come back to us. Come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's jump into. Oh, there's a cat. Um, 
Sweet baby. Don't touch the microphone. Um, a murder in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> in the free show. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's jump into our now four points of view, but it does in fact start out at least a little bit of consistency and we get Darrow right off the front. Well, I mean, first we get yeah. that little, uh, the vignette of the fall of Mercury and yes. Aja nuking the planet or whatever she does, murdering everyone. Then uh, the Iron Rain. That yeah. is why Darrow is back on Luna to go to trial. For war crimes. Yes. Because yeah. there is no Geneva Convention in the Republic, apparently. There's no Geneva Convention in space. <laughs> Put no, that on a Geneva's on Earth. Whether or not Leave bad selves. <laughs> yeah. The, the the rules of uh warfare do not translate to space from maritime. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no, it was all written in a language. It's probably a dead language now. Yeah, they've said that English is a dead language. So or was, is the Geneva, Geneva Convention convention only written in english no it, it would be in everything that was world war one but they're all probably dead languages i can't see that if english survives that like french yep. spanish or german survives <laughs> to be honest they probably said this is some democratic horseshit and we're just not gonna have this yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably exactly it of like mm, they could have done so many bigger things if we had a- it was probably about you the conquering yeah, well, during the, the conflict, like seven hundred sure. years ago, they were like, "To we the victor goes spoils." Yeah, yeah. When you win the when you win the conquering, you get to write the rules, and the rules say we True. can nuke civilians. Apparently, yeah, great. Um, yeah, they probably now use the Geneva Convention as like suggestions. <laughs> yeah, of maybe how to commit war crimes. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. or, like, if you do, it's fine. No one's gonna know. I was, no, do, no, I was thinking, first. I was like. <laughs> You're not the first. I was thinking more of a like, oh, that's a great idea that they used to do. Why did they? Yeah, how, wow. Way to, how, like, how, what a good idea to demoralize a populace. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Handbook for enslaving a population. <laughs> yeah. Gaslight them for 500 years and see what happens. Gaslight them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, back Darrow's back day. from, yep. Darrow's back from some war crimes to answer to um what's happening yes and we get our third uh telling of darrow that he's a mortal he is but a mortal mm -hmm. at his triumph yep and this time it's several uh, yeah i think in this one we're seeing a lot of them start and it's interesting we have a whole debate about how so they're early 30s, mid 30s at this point. Um, Victra is probably late 30s, early 40s, because slightly older. And it, their lifespans are older, but we're seeing that they're they're feeling it. I think they're they're you know they understand that they are aging, and we start to get that from not just other people telling them, but I think especially. Severo and later we'll see Victra seem to be the two that are kind of really in this like yeah they're like over this. war and they want to just yeah. go and have their family and not yeah, be exactly. in peril yeah and Darrow just can't let go <laughs> yeah yeah so 
Yeah, we, uh, we roll up for the triumph. There's some political intrigue or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then dinner at the the Sovereign's Mansion. At Sally Manor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get, um, a, and we... we get a little bit of, of domestic Darrow. Mm-hmm. Yes! I was going to say, we get kind of all of our our favorites in their domestic and we we see the difference as what we can all kind of expect of Darrow and Mustang versus Victra and Severo on their greetings. Um, Disappear for 45 minutes. Don't worry about it. It's our, it's our first fade to obsidian moment of the whole. Yep. <laughs> the whole book. Here's and it's on violent. Life. Page 10. Yes. As you would expect from seven-month uh, pregnant Victra. <laughs> yep. It is, like, pretty depressing that the, like, the chapter for this whole, like, dinner and, like, reunion with the family is just called the fantasy because it's just immediately yeah. going to be ripped away from us. Yeah. Yeah. And back to where we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting, but we are also seeing, you know, Darrow with his son. We get, last time we saw yeah, Pax we... was only being held mm-hmm. by Darrow's mom. We never even really see him actually interact with his own son. And now we see what that looks like 10 years later, where Pax seems to be a little standoffish from dad. Yeah, because he's yeah, 10 we... at this point and hasn't seen his dad for a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um we get the the scene with Severo and Darrow hiding in the bushes betting on Electra and is Pax fighting. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Which um which... Electra does win, which is pretty funny. Yep. You you figure she's got it. Like with the I know mm-hmm. technically Pax has got well, I don't know how genetics work. Like how much I don't I don't know how that works of like how much DNA that Darrow can carry over that would be like, hey, I'm this great warrior. Like I'm I don't know. That's a but another question. Mm-hmm. And so technically Pax does you think have some DNA, but maybe not. But Yeah, and they are Electra's you know, gonna mostly... have Electra's gonna have the fight dirty DNA. Oh, absolutely. Like she's gonna have the yeah. like cutthroat and the true like the Julii yeah. genetics, as we hear all the time in Morningstar. That Julii genetics, like. Yeah. And they're being raised by their mothers, who uh, Mustang is the Politico, and Victor will slit <laughs> your throat if you look at her wrong. The, so the warmonger. Yeah, <laughs> Electra's yeah. Uh, definitely gonna develop some mommy issues. Yeah. Yes. The issue being that she can never catch up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing her damnedest, though. Yeah. And yeah, and then we get more of the Telemannus family, who we are love. just all perfect at all times. We stand oh, yes. Yeah. We, yeah. Except Thraxa is the uh, is the degenerate of the family. <laughs> Drinking, smoking. <laughs> I was gonna say Swearing. she's got her burner. She's just hanging. Yeah. just like, can you not? Pop, <laughs> popping a children. beer with the uh, with the metal arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stand the cool ant. Yep, we stand that's what cool I aspire aunt. to be, honestly. Yeah, my nephew told me one time he liked my purple hair, and now I can never change it. 
Nope. You gotta do it. It's the downsides. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we get the beautiful little dinner and all kicking around, and the the two boys, Pax and his little friend, oh fighting God, over Balder. who gets to like serve, yes. <laughs> serve Victra. <laughs> like talk about the other like cool the, aunt. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, the, the it's the wily e. coyote roadrunner like cloud of heart fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The hard eyes, and then the cloud of fighting between them. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then, uh, and then Baldur's just standing there, and she scares the shit out of Victra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know that we get a whole lot of kind of the dynamics between the, like those two characters, but it is kind of an interesting note that they've like kind of set up middle school to be like you go with a pack of multiple colors to like learn about yeah. culture or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a way way better way to do it yeah although it is kind of funny that like the you know it's like being the principal's kid like you end up with your friend because you know you know each other so you're still in the same class yeah yeah it's a really cool concept that they have of somewhat you know it's kind of the first little bit we see of how what is changing in society to further this idea that golds and reds and everybody else should be equal like, what does that actually look like? Because that's the thing is Morningstar ends in a place that I think a lot of science fiction books end of like, great, we, we took won. down the tyrant. Yeah, we won. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of picks up from this place and we'll start to see the struggles. What but after you've what is, Yeah. And, and so that little bit of, you know, okay, hey, at least, you know, our schooling system now is going to include everyone and we're going to start getting the, like the reds will start getting the education Mm -hmm. and learning from each other is kind of like, it's a really cool concept. Um, And just that little, one of the little pieces that you get that, okay, society is changing. It's not just the hollow words of we can make this better. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) semi, semi non hollow words. Semi non hollow. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yes, sir. Are we uh we running through each of the POVs like to the end of this section or are we gonna switch between? I would suggest that Um, we do like stick let I don't know, what do we think is best? I feel like stick to Darrow. Yeah. And then do Lyria, right? Like do them each so that because I don't remember where they split of like, hold on, we gotta talk about Lysander before you go back to that. Oh, me getting to any Lysander chapter like god damn it again <laughs> um, but yeah from like this little intimate moment with Mustang like we go straight into like Lyria and the camps and uh we could, yes. we could hold off yeah let's, for sure yeah. let's mm. just play through what's happening with yeah. Darrow and then we'll go into as you say the the true what's actually happening out there outside of this perfect little yeah. family we get a little little gardening visit with uh with dancer yes yep yeah deanna and dancer having a little little gardening date and the the uh alliance between darrow and dancer is officially broken due to his actions on uh out in the rim abandoning the sons out there for the cause and dancer kind of no longer believing that that cause is the correct path Mm-hmm. And Darrow just again being stuck in 
what he perceives to be his own duty and like having to finish what he started by yeah. you know by violence. Yeah, so we actually talked about that um a fair bit a lot. In, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in out of context yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um where Darrow talks about actually Darrow and Dancer talk together multiple times about Darrow having to be like he's a, a good man who'll have to do bad things. Yeah. Um and then, you know, now Dancer has has basically disavowed this one this bad thing that Darrow had to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was how that was how the that war was won. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only reason that that Romulus was with him. So mm-hmm. Dancer's getting kinda kinda high and mighty over something that Darrow mm-hmm. felt he had to do and I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm we not could, stoked about we could debate. A... Yeah. We could debate ad nauseum about whether doing a rain on Mercury like would have been the right thing. Um, yeah. But like given that we are not like shown any of what happened with Ashlord leading up to that, like we can only assume yeah. that you know, Darrow was in the right there, even though it was against the action, the the vote on the Senate, which is why they're now shown up in the middle of the night to let Mustang know that hey, we bumped your trial up. Sorry yeah. to ruin your family time. Yeah, That's it's a really do. hard thing, and like I, I I mean, this is any political standing of that, like who's you know what is the right route to do this and if you're gonna tear down tyranny like dancer is very set on we have to fix mars before we keep going on rather than well no we have other people to free and it's this back and forth that you see in many cases even like in current day of what actually is helping and do you complete the job of you know removing that evil force from everywhere or helping the people you've already attempted to start helping. And it's a very, I think, difficult thing that we don't, us as the reader does not have all the answers. We only see, we don't even see Mustang's point of view at this point. We only see Darrow and what he opts to do. Like, so we don't know even if she advised on any of this, if, you know, what she, what she thinks just that, you know, this is her husband and, unfortunately he's also like the two of them are two hands of the society mm-hmm. the republic yeah, and obviously hopefully. like you know the republic pierce yeah. doesn't have the uh overarching knowledge to like solve all world uh world wars i know otherwise <laughs> otherwise we would have done it <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah pierce, it's, it's, it's one of those that it you know it makes a lot of sense that like both sides of it of you know you need to help the people at some point but also if you let this ideology persist it's gonna just rear its head back around which you know we're yeah. getting we're getting rallies in columbus by certain certain groups that are not mm-hmm. eradicated so like it's you know the yeah. you know time is a wheel or whatever the quote is yeah, yeah you know, if you gotta sure. you gotta make it stop somewhere and that unfortunately requires a lot of bloodshed in this certain circumstance Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, very difficult. Yeah, we also see Darrow getting court-martialed. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. for his actions. And, 
and the the coppers being you know looking out for number one yeah um because we played we went into this assuming um no they go with the vox obsidian abstains oh yes yeah sorry which basically you know loses it yeah Yeah, we we focus on this one about the obsidian like Safi sitting queen Safi sitting there in which you would have thought based on where we end with Morningstar that she would have the backing of Daryl and you're kind of you get throughout this that he's he's starting to lose the obsidian uh we'll find out at the end of this section that it's because they are the ones they're still seen as monsters that like we they are the ones that aren't really getting the equality that everyone else has and they're the ones losing the most amount of lives being yeah, they're that that you know the, the physical yeah yeah exactly they they can't run a war machine without obsidians to basically lubricate the gears mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so I think it's you know it's pretty evident like when they come back from Mercury that like Sefi's out at this point, just with all of the the massive losses in the rain, that like that her uh, her turncoat doesn't come as any any kind of surprise. The coppers yeah. kind of going against you know oh yeah we had this you know gentleman's agreement that we would vote with you, and then we get you know Julia Albalona who is somehow still alive despite having not oh, eaten for sixteen yeah. years. Yeah. Yep. Subsisting on spite. Yep. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, rolls up to basically throw, you know, throw a pie at Darrow, uh, and reveal his grand lie that they tried to sue for peace right before the Iron Rain. Something that Darrow has hidden from Mustang, we learn. Yeah. Because she is absolutely furious about it and Yeah. Yeah, so then, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm in agreement with Darrow that, like, it was a trap and that no, they're just using, sure. it, like, using it as a rest period and then everybody just buys into it because it's been 10 years of this and everyone's sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I feel like, actually, we talked about this in Out of Context yesterday, too. Um, mm-hmm. Dancer being, like, it feels like Dancer's being very naive about yeah the whole gold peace talks. Um, we know that, that the golds don't quit ever. And, uh, you know, they're, they would they're never, suing, they would never willingly give yeah, up their like, power. Exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting that you see that of dancer of all people trying to trust the golds and it's like you're the one who and i mean to be fair he did spend a good portion of sons of aries trusting at least fitchner uh but for the most part like you're the one who knows like how terrible these golds are why would you now go back and decide you know, to do it. And obviously, again, there's turncoats like Mustang, who we've learned to trust. But for the most part, like, it's interesting that it's the golds who say you can't trust the golds. Mm-hmm. And all the other colors seem to be the ones that are like, oh, no, I thought you, they, yeah, they could have changed. Yeah, 10 years yeah. out of 710. They're different yeah. now. Which, yeah. I mean, like, I guess it kind of says something about uh, the Republic that Mm-hmm. the low colors are willing to 
see the golds as as able to change yeah Mm -hmm. but it and then it's the golds that don't see the change or Mm -hmm. don't accept the change yeah even though really it's most of them that are doing the changing yeah yeah it's an interesting dynamic there of you know what is maybe going back to what they've always been taught and so falling back to habits of like the golds maybe do have the best interests for us and we you know that kind of uh, sub somewhere in their psyche thinking that rather than the golds always being fully aware of what happens in these politics and what happens over all these years and all the family dynamics and and how does that play out on a grander scale that the reds and you know even the coppers maybe mm-hmm. don't necessarily get um of you know this is how it's always been this is they've been kept in the dark for all of that and so they don't understand that it is a cycle yeah it is i just you know went to the section um like where they're doing all of the vote um and it is like the coppers are going with the constitution um, and instead of it being like a, a feelings motivated thing, like the Reds are and the Vox is just like angry about this being lied to, whatever, um, Publius's whole thing is, you know, um, you've overstepped Arch Imperator, you've forgotten the oaths you made to serve the people, uh, propose a vote to remove Darrow Lycos from high command. And it's, it's very much like, you know, we set this up and you have to follow the rules and you didn't follow the rules rather than just being angry about you know the loss of life and whatever yeah it's definitely a different uh mentality coming from other colors yeah they're they're very much like um these are the rules that you were set to follow you did not hence bad yep rather than (laughs) yeah yeah, just rather than like believing that gold (laughs) is actually suing for peace yeah yeah like it's it's not a, a a question of whether it's correct or not it's a question of Daryl, you do not have that authority, and you're behaving like a gold. Yeah, and just yeah. assuming the authority and assuming that you can, you know, drop a rain and it'll be fine because you're the hero of the, you know, hero of the rising and the hero of the republic. And yeah, there won't be any repercussions. Well, I think it's is it dancer who says something about you starting po- to believe your own myths. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the scene in the garden before the yeah. trial, the court martial. So. Yeah, so we end uh, Darrow sections with the Howler meeting, I think. Which, yeah, is a very cool... We get to see who's still kicking around, mm-hmm. that we have most of our crew is still there. We've got, you know... Get some new Howler um, faces. We got some landscape. new Howler faces. Yeah, we've got uh, Alexander. And Rona. And Rona, yeah. Uh, Arcos, we got Rona. Uh, so we've got some reds in there. We've got some of the classic gold. We've got Victra um, is still there, even though we assume she's not going on these raids because she is seven months very pregnant very with her fourth child. Yeah. Um, the fourth daughter, no less. Fourth <laughs> daughter. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's Holiday is still kicking around and we'll get to talk about Holiday a lot more in a moment. But uh, But we also get, and I wore this, t-shirt the pegasus, pegasus legion yeah. i was gonna wear <laughs> mine too... but unfortunately it was not in the load of laundry that i did nah. 
damn it. Uh, Come on, true, yeah, true yeah, yeah, mode yeah. is uh, is wearing dirty laundry. Yeah, well, it would be like three times wearing it dirty. So we can't smell you from here. This is true. Yeah, yeah um, nobody, nobody can tell if your laundry is dirty from the internet. Yeah. yeah. How would um, I know? How we do get the uh, in this conversation. The titular Howler's Den, um, which I think Salem posted yes. today. Yes. Um, they have a, a skyscraper that they that they took. Like this is ours now. We live here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finders keepers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. It's definitely definitely Howler energy. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Much energy. And like, could um, you could you think of a better like home base for them other than like a dingy cave? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but we do learn that they have lost quite a few during the last Iron Rain. No, some... no names specifically, I think, in this one. No. Yeah, no, no, um, no named howlers. Yeah. No previous uh, named howlers, anyway. <laughs> that we know of, seeing how during the Glittering Gala we learned that at some point June died. Who knew? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip who, yeah, who knows who else Pierce is just killed off and not told us about yeah assume if they don't come back in this trilogy that they are probably dead yeah that's what we've learned uh, no they're, also... they're just off being domestic no longer participating yes. in the war it's fine yep, they're they all started, good they opened a restaurant they went to therapy they changed <laughs> that's it whoa 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 uh, let's, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> there's no therapy in space no therapy in space uh, but we did learn Clown and Pebble are married and have I think it says kids how many Sorry. i don't remember but a few yeah they've, they've got at least yeah. two yeah yeah because they mentioned plural kids mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um so they're getting their little cute domestic life rather than the last time we saw them was drunkenly at the the wedding um yeah but and... there is kind of seeds that are being sown throughout this scene of not as all well. We assume somebody has broken uh, alliance, I guess, broken promise broken of keeping. Trust, yeah. yeah, broken the trust. That's good wording. Of, you know, and knows that um, Darrow did not accept the peace talks. Yeah. And then and... Leaked, it to, <laughs> leaked it to the Senate. Yeah, who. Yeah, who, or uh, leaked it to Bologna. Yeah, who. Uh... Oh, what's the quote is like, okay, who talked and show yourself so we can stab you in the spleen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Darrow makes the comment about, no, 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 it was nobody here. But then his inner thought is, I know somebody here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was, I trust everyone here. And, and then, yeah, it goes on to say that, no, I actually don't because I have, like, I can't obviously. Mm Yeah, and even Victra says, okay, well, what's this next mission? And he's like, I can't tell you that because that yeah, makes if, you if you're compromised. Not coming, yeah, if you're yeah. not coming, you're not knowing. Yeah. And so you get kind of yeah, those... Yeah, it's actually, it's actually Victra. Who's like, who slit, who snitched? And Severus like, we'll stab you. <laughs> I love that. The that's that's team. serious Barca energy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we do get to see that, you know, there, there, something's happening there. Even though they seem to still be the howlers that are loyal, something's 
going on. And and we see, so the reason they're meeting is so that Darrow can leave via Quicksilver's ship in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Uh, and even with that, not everybody opts to go. So Victor, we... Victor had never said she's going, but she gives... She's seven months pregnant. She's holding her stomach. Uh, it's probably with her assumed that she was never going, but she got to be part of the conversation at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gives the sad eyes kind of to Daryl of the like, clearly like you're taking my husband away from his kids. Like, don't, don't let him yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will yeah, never don't, forgive Don't you. take him for one thing. Yeah. Like, Daryl yeah. is kind of just like, like, you know, I can't not take him. Like mm-hmm. it's not possible. He won't um, stay behind at this point. Yeah, and and yeah. she's he basically says, you know, I could I could tie him and and leave him, but as soon as he broke out, he'd be on the next ship out. Yeah. Uh, so and it's holiday. Not just, yeah, it's not just like yeah, holiday just staying behind and um, you know, and he says to her, "Protect my family," and we. You know, that's always how I read it is holiday. I mean, again, we'll have the conversation of what she saw just previous to this. Yeah. But and the, my, my sovereign will have need of me. Yeah. That she is loyal, not just to Darrow, but to the Republic. And for her, I think a huge portion of that is, you know, uh, Mustang. Her, yeah. and, and like the experiences on the ice. The yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's interesting to see the difference in how Holiday treats Mustang now compared to when they leave Phobos. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's seen that like she's... Mustang is like committed to the oh yeah know, committed to the, yeah, the cause yeah. and is worth yeah, supporting. Yeah, she's now die hard. Yeah, drank the yeah. Kool Aid as it were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the uh, the departure of the Obsidian. Yes, and that chapter is not like, going, and yeah, it's pretty. And then, like, it ends with like Daryl being like, "Yeah, I feel somehow as if Ragnar's spirit has finally departed, and it leaves me without his protection as the Valkyrie depart." Yeah, yeah. we get a very interesting where because Sefi calls on the like, "My spirit and my brother talk through me," and she he says no, pretty much. And Darrow gets to self-reflect of like, what would Ragnar say to this? Like, where are we yeah. in, in all of this? Would Ragnar have still backed me or would he have also seen that we're now just using the obsidians as, as we said, war machines that would he have said some point said, Hey, I'm still not, this isn't free to me either. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get that very interesting callback of kind of, Darrow self-reflecting through the eyes of Ragnar, which I don't think we really ever see that in the first trilogy of mm-hmm. Bre- you know, Darrow doubting himself to this capacity. Yeah. And I yeah, like I, I am so. uh I'm of the minority who has not been able to finish Dark Age um yet. Mm. So I'm kind of wondering of like, is this some sort of foreshadowing of like all of the stuff that we like proceed down on this path through iron gold and like what all happens in dark age like is in fact the wrong path yeah because of kind of this moment of like ragnar kind of was the conscience and like the you know the hero of the rising whatever in a different capacity to darrow and kind of just moving past that gets us into you know severo being Ares territory like at the beginning of morningstar of like just bad decision after bad decision corrupting the spirit of this cause 
Yeah, that's a great call out there. We also see Darrow, uh, that Darrow believes that if Sephi didn't have the entirety of the obsidian to take care of, he believes she would come with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it is correct for the individual, but maybe not for an collective. entire color. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that she's now making the decisions for everybody, which you see that reflective Darrow's currently making the decision technically for all the howlers. And that's where you get that, like Darrow deciding to go with Severo deciding to go is, you know, um, I don't remember clown clown goes for sure. Yeah. I think they both was Pebble. Yeah. They, they kind of briefly argue about it. And I think it's basically, they both go. Yeah, because Pub or uh, Clown's like Pebble, stay with the kids. She's like, absolutely the fuck yeah, not. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Howler energy. We love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's my favorite of like the minor we, Howlers. We are big yeah, Pebble she, fans. Yeah, we were talking um, a while ago that I think Pebble is Pebble and Clown are like the most major of the minor Howlers. Yeah, like they get. We they still don't know the their most, names. No, we'll never know their names, but... Yeah, what's the point? But but they're the ones who are named every time the Howlers are there. They are named. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pebble, Pebble, Crown, and Screwface, I think, are the the holdout three, and Screwface is back on Mercury. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's where we wrap up with Darrow in the first. Yeah, it's bad. ending. Yeah, things are things are not going great in the Republic. And that the the warrant for his arrest is officially out, and we will deal with those repercussions, which are not great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then right. we switch yeah, and then we... to Lyria. And we just get a giant whirlwind of different shitstorm. Yes, a much more. So I would say as we're you know, seeing, I think it's almost a direct parallel of you're seeing Darrow as in gold life still. Mm-hmm. He's still in that upper, yeah. and maybe not gold life is at this point in the real world, but that top class. Mm-hmm. They are still the upper class. They are the ruling class. Uh, now we're thrown into the mud. The literally. reds, as they, yeah, literally mud, yeah. literally what is a refugee mud, mud camp and, and is and now a refugee and... camp thrown into absolute hell again. Yeah, yeah. so I have like I... some notes from reading that like Illyria is really hard for me to read because of just the level of anger there, but also that that anger is completely justified. Oh, yeah. um, and it's like it's a very interesting point of view to include. Um because there's so many like similarities to like current events that we just kind of like, if you're not in, you know, in the shit, then you are able to put the blinders on and not think about like the individual experience of what happens when you destroy government or, you know, start a war to take back territory that you think you own. Um, And that's like, it makes this, this half of the red rising like hit differently because it is so much more grounded in like actual like human experience that sucks yeah um so like it iron gold is like harder to read just because it is so much like more real 
um, real and not as much of the escapism that we got in like the first half. Yes. And, yeah, like, we're, we get, we're not just we get that immediately the... with Lyria. Yeah. 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 I don't. Literally, just, um... we are not going to have a good time. Is the last <laughs> of my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were like? So first read through. Mm-hmm. What were your guys' thoughts about Lyria, just in general? And how have they changed I, doing a read through, like a reread? Yeah, I I remember just like really not liking it because I was you know so used to being in Darrow's head and like we start out with him and I just wanted to know where that was going and then we like switch paced and she's like the first one up so uh, there's like a level of like why are you here? Yeah, I don't care about you. Yeah, that you get. But like having you know gotten thirty percent through Dark Age and having Red Iron Gold, like your perspective on her does shift once you like accept her as a you know, autonomous humans separate from Darrow. Um, It would be kind of interesting to, like, read the books, like, these two, three, um, following only, like, the single POV to get their whole story Mm -hmm. at once. Yeah. Rather than the the segments. Yeah. Mine is an interesting, and it's hard to maintain to just these chapters. Yeah. Because I feel like in these chapters... I liked her. I got her. Um, because, yeah, we see that anger. We see that what's happening. I Someone, when we were in Out of Context, kind of related her to Darrow in the first round, but as, like, in Red Rising. But I would see her more almost as an EO, except mm-hmm. for my differencing being that EO didn't actually know there was something out there, or she did, and whatever. Like, Rather than Lyria knows, she has that information provided to her that there are people out there living much better lives than she does. And so that anger that with EO, I didn't see as it was justified, but her actions I didn't feel as connected to. Lyria, I got and I understood that like it's happening worse, kind of, than what we saw in Red Rising and where her anger is pushed. And especially within this, like that, you know, she's now not just pulled out of the mines, lost her mom, but in these chapters loses the whole family other than the nephew. And then, so when she goes after the telemanuses, especially at the end of like, you, I deserve better than this. Like I, I got it. But we'll see as we move into this book, she almost lost me because then she was, she ends up being, we see at the very end of this chapter and we'll work through it a little bit better than I'm currently doing. But she ends up getting to go with the telemanuses and being those chosen people. Mm -hmm. And I then, some of the things that happens and some of them are in her control and some of them are not, I just couldn't get behind that like you left everyone else who is still in turmoil and obviously you're not going to stay if you get the choice to Mm -hmm. but having that little bit of privilege should have almost taken a bit of the edge off and i never Mm -hmm. yeah i never got that and and you know not to say that somebody like coming from that level of like disenfranchisement like 
doesn't get to stay angry, but like, yeah, for sure. The, yeah. the privilege, it, the privilege in my experience says like, be a little bit more grateful that you got out. Yes. That's, which, that's exactly it. She's allowed to be 100% angry yeah. and grieving and all of that. But just the level that she's at, I'm like, okay, honey, look around you. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's very difficult to read her POV from the, you know, first chunk of this book. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting of how I continue on and whether or not I stick to that mm-hmm. or if I, this time around, having read Dark Age and if she's in Dark Age, we'd like we to don't do know. our, we don't know, <laughs> um, you know, having a little bit more information mm-hmm. and things, what, what my view is this time. And we know from my last reread of uh, Red Rising, I totally flipped on EO that I never liked EO yeah. and I suddenly did and maybe this will be a case of a similar yeah. thing where I'm like, actually, I do like you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing the, the like notifications from the Iron Gold like chat of people complaining about her narrator though, which is entirely valid. Yeah. Yeah. For the audiobook version, I mean. Um, she's probably like my least favorite performance yeah. of this book. Yeah, not to say that other than Lysander bad, reading chapter just... titles, which just drives me up a fucking wall. But <laughs> that's uh, not the quality of the voice acting. Yeah, but yeah, so we get Lyria, who is you know our red uh, refugee in a refugee camp in the shit for two years, yeah. having been yeah. abandoned by the sovereign. Um, just all the all she has is the you know her sister and the couple kids and her one brother that is still there. Because the other three are and, off in the Legion, and, and Dad, who gave up. Father. Yeah. 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 If that. Um, we also get the direct parallel, which neither Skipper or I had realized until yesterday during Out of Context, with Darrow and his family having supper. And mm-hmm. it immediately mm-hmm. flips to Lyria and her family having supper, and... Like we said about, you know, Darrow kind of living the gold lifestyle and, and Lyria is obviously living the the low red lifestyle in the yeah. camps. There's so much more community in Lyria's end, despite the fact that like Darrow has, you know, everything that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like they're very, they're kind of like, I don't know if they're necessarily happy with, with what they've got, but they, they're making do mm-hmm. and uh, they have, they have in, some... In, some semblance in the face of, of what they're of going happiness. through, like all yeah. you can do is try, try, try to yeah. find the good in, in the shit. Yeah, and especially her sister, I would say, is a very good example of that. Of you know, having the new shoes and the chocolate, and just let's and the garlic, just, and the garlic, garlic. Yeah, and, and let's just you know be thankful that this is what it is, and this is where we're at, and kind of just this trying to put on whether or not it's a true happy face or if it's for the kids because she's got four i believe yeah three boys boys and the baby yeah uh three of them we see in that scene and then four boys and the baby then because liam is the fourth or the fifth i think i thought liam was the fourth because we later see that her three kids are around her Yeah. yeah liam is not the youngest uh, but he is not in this scene. He's off in the yeah. infirmary. He's at the infirmary. Uh, but yeah, she at least has that. I think it, it almost is more related to what we see uh, Deanna doing at the beginning where, 
you know, just trying to put on that, you know, we'll make it happen. We'll make it do. This is where it is. You know, that somebody has to maybe that red. Yeah, yeah. That red mother of, you know, it's okay. We'll make it through. Yeah, and I, I know we draw a lot of, like, World War II, sorry, um, a lot of World War II parallels, um, a lot of it with, like, people escaping and, like, mm-hmm. starting a new life, you know, having emigrated out of Europe, like, you just figure it out. Yeah. Try not to traumatize your children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm going to try not to, uh, Crescent knows just brief stories of my family is very involved in bringing refugees to Canada. Um, and I'm not going to dwell on it or else I will cry. Uh, but you're seeing that in everyday life now of, you know, what's happening in Syria is the, especially the area that I am most familiar with, of uh, the, their job is just to escape Syria. And then you end up in a refugee camp in Turkey and Egypt and all these other places. Um, and sometimes refugee camp after refugee camp after refugee camp where you're just kind of trying to make it by. And it's these ideas of like, well, at least, at least there's something you're alive, you're you're alive, you're out of what might be, you know, that actual war zone, but then the refugee camps are not often as safe as we're make it seem and even to carry on further sometimes they arrive in these first world countries after being the chosen the selected ones almost as Lyria ends up being by the telemanus mm-hmm. uh it's a huge platform or not platform but uh the work that has to be done to get the simplest person out and a huge thing that happened in 2016 2017 2018 hold on i forget when it was the huge surge of the syria refugees and canada took in 30,000 is what the government took in and they brought in all those people and put them in apartment buildings in canada that didn't have furniture and just said well you're safe now mm-hmm. and didn't understand be grateful, be grateful yeah. and didn't understand mm-hmm. that these are people who do not speak English or French, depending on where they were put, and are now expected to put on our society. Like, there's a lot of steps that we see now that is clearly there in just the refugee camp. They're not even moving on to how we see Earth or Moon. Like, it's clear, like, it's the Earth or Luna is where they're trying to send people at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's these things that it's like, you just got to put up with what you can, but it's such a such a struggle yeah and And you know it's yeah yeah and i guess to 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 bring us a little bit less uh less (laughs) in reality at which you know sorry there's a reason these books are relevant and they resonate with you know experience um i do kind of wonder like when they're brought out like are they able to go back and like, if any of the Reds do choose, like, now nah, fuck this, I would rather. I want to go back to the mine. I would rather be in the mine. Like, I know I'm kind of in subjugation and everything sucks down here, but At least it doesn't suck quite as much. <laughs> or are they like yeah. they're pulled out? Well, they're stuck because Quake is the... sending robots. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing is like they. It sounds like they kind of camped. They they made their choice to to come out of their mine and and to sell the rights to Quicksilver and. 
Quicksilver sending robots in and sorry guys, you're shit out of luck. Mm -hmm. And you know, according to capitalism, everything runs at a loss. Um, so he's not having to pay out to uh, to anybody. I do appreciate like the 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 little insertions of everywhere that we see Quicksilver's logo. And it is everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Like their house, the shuttles, the guns that the red hand come to use to shoot them. Like the everything the is, packs, is yeah, like Quick's hands on it. Yeah. Which I mean, we you kind of almost saw it coming because we know from his discussion in Morningstar that he is a capitalist and that's why he wanted everything to go down because Revolution, Quick uh, was seeing it happen. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. is like it's funny that I like Darrow has a comment back in his section of like not expecting that he would be friends with Quick because he's such a, you know, malicious mm -hmm. cheat and is always looking out for number one only. Which, yeah. you know, is not uh not unsimilar to Darrow, but Yeah. Definitely like very much a take everything that he possibly can get his hands on kind of mentality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even though he would like to believe otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, like, so we see the dinner and then it all goes to hell as the red hand shows up and you see uh, Lyria and her brother run out in an attempt to figure out what's happening and her brother just get ripped to shreds. And we do get yeah. to see Harmony there leading this charge. Yeah. With her yeah. just like continued vendetta against, you know, Gamma, the yeah, the, the root of all evil, because they were, you know, the chosen ones by the master. So they should get punished forever. Um, which is just yeah. definitely a terrible, terrible ideology to subscribe to, but it's one that I'm sure is easy to recruit bodies to. Well, someone in yeah. out of context brought up that it is, I think it was Bold, was saying of, you know, if you can't battle the golds at this moment, you can't actually touch that ultimate evil, yeah. then you're going to be putting blame and taking your anger out on who you can. And in this case is the Gammas. Which is just the whole dynamic between all of the, you know, the tribes and the mines, like, Everybody just hates Gamma because they're Gamma, like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But they, you yeah, know, it's I'm... not to, not like Gamma, you know, they had more resources, but they're still enslaved. Like, yeah, exactly. if you are in the opportunity to have a little bit more of the shares of plenty, like, you know, it doesn't, the, uh, the lack of privilege for one group doesn't mean that the other group is more privileged kind of things. Yeah. Uh, like they're, you know, you know, it still sucks for everyone. It just, yeah. Yeah. It sucks a little less for them, but it doesn't diminish the fact that it's, you guys all still suffered together. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Harmony has been on her, you know, 12 year kick of murdering gammas and bombing refugee camps, burning them down, whatever. So Luria's entire family is separated and unalive. Yeah. And she goes Awful. and she goes and gets Liam and, you know, gets at least her one her one family member to safety. And even in that is telling because he's at the infirmary of 
telling the healthcare workers, you need to get people out. And they're like, no, there's a hospital. Like we're a hospital. They can't. They won't, they won't attack the hospital. Yeah, exactly. That's a war crime. Yeah. That's there's a war no crime. Geneva Convention. There's no Geneva Convention. And we do, we do find out from them, you know, the yellow that's taking care of Leary later that every single one of the medics that was there yeah. were killed. Yeah. No survivors. No survivors. Yeah. And just like really like man. brutal brutal murder for no reason yeah 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 it's like but, i mean okay, you know you, if, you say you hate gammas um why are you killing yellows like, yeah why are yeah you're just you know you've, even, you've given even if the, the prosecution, an edge yeah even if the persecution of the gammas was like just or whatever um you know you've you've completely ruined your entire your entire credibility i guess justice yeah, yeah the credibility of, of your cause by you're just terrorists killing innocents. Outright. yeah you're yeah. now you're just terrorists yeah. yeah 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 basically um run harmony over with a rip wing um immediately fuck harmony yep what a, what a raging man yeah Honestly, like again, call out Harmony Simp. There's someone out there. Come somebody on. out yeah, there. I think she's turn on your come location. On, we just come on the show. We talk. just want to talk. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. I had another point, but basically, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a terrible. Everything we're seeing in this is anger wrong, coming out in the wrong manner. With yeah. the one shred of hope being Kavix. Yes. Yeah, so Everybody's favorite we, grandpa. Yeah, first Everybody's of all, we grandpa. we see Lyria's kind of her metal. Um, mm -hmm. She's been shot and then sees Kavix go down into the river and not come back out. And she's like, nobody else is doing anything. I, I have yes. to do something. And uh wow. The sunset. Bright, that's a bright Alcatraz. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It might it might have been better in the dark. No, you're fine. No, you're good. <laughs> you're um but yeah, and then you know, she she kinda brushes it off when when Kavik says, you know, like you you saved me, and she's like, Well, no, we all did it. And he's like, No. All of all the rest of them said it was you. Yeah. Yeah, let me get which I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, the first time I read this, and even recently while I was reading well, listening to it, I worried for Cavex. And you I like they never say who it is technically, but you know. Yeah. Because it's got like you know it's oh, at it's least everywhere. a telemanus. Mm -hmm. You know it's a telemanus, and you're like, this is, you know, this is again the family that we. I think of all, I would say of all the gold families, the telemanus is the one from the beginning and at all stage. You just know you can trust. We see that, yeah. like, I I don't think we really question, even in Morning Star, right. when we take telemanus, like we take Cavix back hostage. Even then, you're like, Darrow, don't touch Kavix. Like, you're there How with Mustang you? being like, oh my god, Kavix. Like, you 
throughout this, the Telemannus is probably the our one stable fam gold family yeah. that you just worship all of them. Even Thraxa yeah. being would... her thrown at like smoking, her. drinking self. You're just like, she gets a pass, she's a telemannus. Yeah, and, I would say and... kind of they're like just the paragons of what gold actually should be. Yeah. Yeah, and so at this point, I feared the first time for any Telemannus, whoever is in that suit, and even this time around, knowing who was in the suit, feared of, you know, and, and I knew he would survive, and I was like, no, 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 get him out, get him out, we gotta, we gotta do this. Yeah, and listening to the audiobook and your palms start to get a little sweaty. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Um... So then it, I think, hits so much. That's maybe one of the, you know, Leary at this point, one of her many good points that this is like, you saved Cavex. Like, we're there yeah. along with. Yeah, that's a that's her. a large tick on the pro side yeah, of, the, uh, of the sheet. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see how that relationship blooms when he goes back. And again, another tick pro Telemannus, why we love him, that he takes the time to go find her and thank yeah. her and say, give the medallion. And as well as take the time with Liam, where he mm-hmm. gets down on the ground and understands, like, like true. feel his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just very. You, yeah. you know that he cares about people as people, not people because they're whatever color. Yes. They just are part of humanity that yes. deserve to be protected. And just this, oh my god, the like, you are a knight speech that he gives Liam. Oh. Like, it's just, we love Kavik. <laughs> yes, we do. No, nothing bad ever happens to the Telemannuses ever. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, and we got, you know, even then when they're at the ship, he does the same similar thing when pushing away um, his daughter to, you know, you know what? I do have to protect this person. And we get the Sophocles moment of Sophocles coming up and noticing uh, Lyria first. But also I just love Kavix getting down to her height as well. Of Like he understands that he is this towering giant and I I need to lower myself so i don't look intimidating like, yeah and we just... get like the the favorite line for a lot of people in that whole exchange um sometimes it's best that the world's think you a little mad yeah yeah it's inspiring what they'll let you get away with yeah oh yes yeah, yeah. um because he comes over and like you know stuffs the jelly beans in her pocket and cleans the you know cleans the dirt off her pants yeah. um which is and, the- and Naobi is just like fine or uh Zana. not Naobi Zana, Zana. Yeah. yeah like okay dad's being dad again <laughs> yeah we are girls I guess yeah which we I just this. love the use the use of the jelly beans on so many because this is not the first time I think we know that Daxo has planted jelly beans as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yep. kind of this now known thing that within the Telemannuses, if they need to pretend to trust somebody, right. we can use Sophocles to this to this level of, you know, 
will root around and make it magic because we know Daxo has used this to cave Kavix to his side. And now we're seeing that Kavix does it himself of like, I well, think a, when, they, when they do it in uh, Morningstar or not Morningstar, mm-hmm. Golden Sun, it happens the first time. I think Dex or uh, Kavix does it then too. <laughs> like it's always mm-hmm. secretly like, just let me, just let me do it. I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's uh it's another little parallel between Darrow and Lyria. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've recruited by with, Fox. With both yeah, exactly. Both of them uh have pants full of jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Planted on them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, so we take Lyria out of uh out of the refugee camp and we're headed to Luna from there. Yeah, because Kavix has to get back to uh, deal with whatever's happening with Darrow. Yes, <laughs> yes, big yikes! Yes, yeah. And then we get Ephraim. Ooh, which we love Ephraim. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk family, though, this is the complete opposite. So the first two we yeah. get is the family dynamics that we're seeing of, for the most part, loving families like. Whether or not we're talking Daryl and Mustang, their relationship is still strong on some account, even though there's maybe some questionable things being done politically uh, and Pax being standoffish. But for the most part, they are still a loving family unit. Severo and Victra are clearly a loving family unit. Maybe too much. Uh, Lyria's got that or had for a chapter, the loving family union who's been ripped away. And then we get into Ephraim who no longer has a family unit in any real capacity and has now pushed away people who maybe could be his family unit. Yeah. I know like (laughs) it's a controversial hot take in, in the red rising fandom to not like Ephraim, but uh, at this point in what I know about him having not finished Dark Age he is another one that is just kind of difficult because it's really not hard like it's really hard to read somebody who is so hellbent on self-destruction yeah I did not like him my first read through yeah yeah I he's just a dick to everyone yeah, <laughs> and yeah I don't really love the way he treats people. Yeah. But I like his character a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I it, get and it. It is kind of interesting to have like, a, you know, a villain as our POV. Cause technically he like, he is not a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. And we know he was with the rising. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, we know he was with the rising and the rising burned him. Like we understand. Yeah. It's just the same thing. Why he's gone through this, but it's just, yeah, As you same. Said, he's such a dick. Same thing with Lyria. Like it's, I understand why he is the way he is, but boy, does it not make the first, you know, chunk of this book easier to read. Yeah. Um, and it. You know, I definitely. I think my second read through. Mm-hmm. I think I skipped his chapters. Because <laughs> that would have still been pre Dark Age. Chris is like, you you're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. <laughs> I'm not doing it this time, just the second time through. I just really needed to get to Dark Age, and <laughs> I think I skipped his chapters. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so we get Ephraim, who is our uh, 
ex Legion Gray, um, mm-hmm. former fiance to Trig, who yes. died Nakamura. ten years ago. My guy, get oh, over yeah. it. You can't tell people to get over their trauma. Like you're, you can't like be mad at somebody for living in their grief, but also like, please take Volga's muffin that she offers you, her her olive branch muffin. Like just that's probably my thing. Eat it. She's so good. (laughs) I love Volga Uh, so much. Speaking of Volga, I believe we have an out of context quote. Did you? I didn't pull the quote. No, oh, no, I napped no. instead. But basically, everyone's saying, um, "Everybody I would do needs a Volga. Volga." Everybody needs a Volga, and we want that on a T-shirt. Yep. We could, we could put that yes. on the T-shirt. That, that, absolutely. And speaking of T-shirts, Good we segue. now have an active Redbubble for Fade to Obsidian. We have yes. Uh, I'm here for relationships or spaceships, whichever you prefer. Uh, yep. No therapy in space. The logo shirt, uh, and then the war room. Each each of the logo stickers, I think, it's yeah. the war room sticker. So any of those uh, that we just mentioned uh, are available on like thirty seven different products. So we have t shirts, we have stickers, we've got cell phone cases if you really want. There's a mini skirt. That's what people have been real excited for. Is the mini yeah, skirt? Hydro, hydro, you're welcome. Yeah, everybody should wear that to HowlerCon. <laughs> everybody, we got a mini skirt. Um, yeah, so we do have, so we can, that's what we'll do this week is I will make a Everybody Needs a Volga shirt. And I will write that down. And when this goes live, we will have that t-shirt live that's for you. Beautiful. Or sticker or whatever you want. This and if you. This is a Volga stand account. Yes. Yep. Yes, it is. That is correct. Um, that pen does not work. That one's a stand. Yeah, and I guess on while we are discussing Volga before we return, yeah. to the the sad boy, um, it is kind of interesting to see an Obsidian who is not kind of in that militant headspace. Um, yeah. Volga's like, yeah, I you know I'm big and I can hold a railgun and yada yada, but she's not like. Not in the military, not one that's like seeking, you know, violence. Yeah, kind of, she kind of outside. Yeah. She's just like, okay, Ephraim, I want to protect him, so I will come and shoot the railgun. Yeah. Hold the big well, door. That's, that's the thing too. Is like, uh, yeah, she used to be a docker, mm-hmm. but she is exclusively there for Ephraim. I wouldn't call her a pacifist, but um, mm-hmm. she is non-lethal at all times. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like Syrah, like makes fun of her. Like, oh yeah, you're no, no non-lethal yeah, rounds like again. What's, yeah, what's the what's the point of having a killing machine if if it she won't, won't kill. kill? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the point is she's trying to live for more. You little shit. Yeah, man. Point is you don't have to be specialized. You yeah. Can be whoever you want to be in the Republic. Yep. Even if that's exactly. a drunk drug addict who hates everyone. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just I feel like that may be one of the reasons I don't like Ephraim, and it took so like an entire book to get behind him is because of his treatment of Volga, and then the treatment of Holiday. That you know we talk about the grief. I'm a big thing of everyone grieves differently. Everyone you know. 
Um, there's no, there's no standard or routine to grief, even though people claim there is, but his treatment of holiday when they're meeting for Trigg's birthday is like, dude, you, she, she knew is, him for longer. She, like it was her whole baby brother. It's yeah. yeah. Like, like you loved him, but she did also. Yeah, exactly. It's two different yeah. relationships and probably, yeah, as you say, either she's more or it's equal. And he just treats her like shit as if, you know, and throws it in the face of you let him yeah, die. Yeah, you got him killed, basically. Yeah. And it's like, that's just like, such like a holiday that it's like, yeah. no. Like Holiday hasn't relived that day every fucking day. Every since. day of her life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Your grief is not better. It doesn't make yep. you cooler. Like, and it definitely doesn't make you a better man to like be cruel to your, you know, intended sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, who who is also grieving, like Yeah. And just came back from an iron raid. Like she is in she's in it, and I'm sure she kind of showed up like knowing that Ephraim was gonna be a piece of shit, but like maybe kind of hoping that like yeah, she well, could I get a like... little bit of solidarity and it was just shat on. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is not the first time Ephraim has acted like this at their no. meetings, their yearly their yearly get together. Um, well, and I wonder how much because of how she arrives and how she is dressed. So this is when we learn of the Pegasus Legion, and we know she is in military cloak or like military just... outfit with the wolf cloak. It is clear that she is the Reapers' like yeah. inner yeah. circle. She's coming directly from the Triumph. Yeah, yeah. but like, let's pretend like. She could have changed, but I bet you that she knew walking into that bar that she needed to probably, like, because Ephraim starts a fight, and I bet it happens every year. Somebody is in a fucking fight, and she's just done with the bullshit, and so probably knows, like, I just, because they say, of the don't you have a parade? And she says that was yesterday. So mm -hmm. she still clearly dressed the part. Yeah. And my guess is because she doesn't want the bullshit anymore, so if I dress the part I can push around the people to make him a little bit more complicit. Like there's probably a little bit of the dramatics on her part of how to handle this situation. So yeah, we have our, uh, our birthday uh, remembrance of Trig, which is just bad time for everybody involved. Yep. Yep. And... Super cheap vodka. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that, you know, I know Rocket would be uh, unattired about the uh, the LGBTQ, you know, representation and wanting a little bit more than just being defined by his grief, being the only mm -hmm. thing that like marks him as the you know the gay character. Um, yeah. So you know, hopefully he he does a little bit more <laughs> in uh, you know, Iron Gold Lightbringer. Or, uh, sorry, Lightbringer Red God. Yeah. Get us a little bit more, and then, obviously, you know, if he survives into Dark Age. <laughs> yeah, and there is a that little is... bit better of a, better of a character out of him. A better man. Mm -hmm. Rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Where we currently yeah. are, so. Though, he, like, he's essentially the living embodiment of the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that that's where that's stemming from. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I'll also say of like I don't think it would be true to these books if not everybody like if we just had one happy character, yeah. it would almost then not do the LGBT justice if you're not getting the equal of yeah. everybody hurting because that's what we're seeing at this portion of the yeah. books is yeah. everybody is is hurting. And I do agree that it's very important to have that representation. Um, but you know, it, it makes sense that he's grieving yeah. because everybody in this portion. Yeah. Is we grieving. really are. We are at just the lowest point of, you yeah. know, been in this war for 10 years and everything is terrible. It's just, it's not fixed. Is like, crime yeah. is rampant. Everyone's in poor, like in poverty. Like yeah. it's just yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, the syndicate has grown massive since the fall and we get a glimpse of that in like Ephraim's chapters of just that disparity of like Mm -hmm. the level of poverty like in Luna and like Hyperion yeah well and it's interesting of you throughout all of this of like so what has improved what so we've seen the mines and through that Lyria part but even after this Ephraim makes a comment about, I should have just gone to see a pink. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, so even within this, the pinks are at some point, and maybe they're now sex workers that work for themselves and get all their own money back. We don't know what the Pearl Clubs in this day and age look like, Mm -hmm. but it's still a like, well, there's still that disparity there that the pink, the people still regard the pinks of I'll go see a pink. It's yeah. it hasn't changed in that strange capacity. Like we're seeing that bottom of the barrel is being hit everywhere, and some things probably have stayed the same, and others have gotten worse. And you know, what does that as a, as we keep saying, what does that look like to actually fix a society? Yeah. And how do you, you know, civilization? How do you deal with that for a decade of like, yeah, grand promise yeah, think- of change, and yeah. then everything's yeah. kind of kind of at this point seems worse yeah yeah unless sure. you're you know already at the top of the pile yeah 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 and then it turns out the top of the pile is sad too yeah yeah because they're, they're, they're responsible for like trying to keep everyone else you know safe and finish the intergalactic war yep. <laughs> yeah that's it. Like, I mean, someone drawing out of context, not to go back to Darrow too much, but I think the only happiness we're kind of seeing, and it's not that much, we get a glimpse into Victor being like, don't take my husband away again. That the only truly happy seems to be Severo and Victra, but it is a false happiness, but they don't have to worry. I mean, they're obviously a little bit still a part of that top echelon and but they're not worried about the 18 what did we decide it was 18 billion lives in the solar system in the same way that mustang and darrow are like we get that obviously severo is still aries and victra is running julii industries and like they've still got part of it but they are the only ones that you kind of and and we don't have their point of view for all we know it was hate sex that they had at the beginning. We don't actually know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're they're actually Rock trying, just trying to uh, populate a small village. That's, that's it. They're they're just trying to make it work. But yeah, throughout all of this, you're really seeing that that family we left on the beach mm-hmm. 
is not there's so many cracks mm-hmm. and it goes back to what Deanna was saying when we see her in morning star no golden sun where she says okay you take us out of the mines what happens mm-hmm. right and and what dancer says at the beginning of you know ask the pinks ask the reds are they I still my first crescent bottle lick. oh that was his second of the episode oh. actually yep. <laughs> the first one i paid attention to yeah it's hard yeah, it's this, hard to this... notice them sometimes <laughs> yeah this bottle's a little more uh discreet because <laughs> yeah. it because it has this lip and it so it only drips down right here mm-hmm. uh yeah. but yeah so they have the ongoing yeah they have the ongoing we need to put that on a t-shirt i've witnessed uh like a crescent bottle lick <laughs> write all these bottle things lick down counter yeah about bottle lick counter i like it <laughs> uh but uh yeah, we're kind of seeing that not everything's coming to fruition as we thought it. Mm-hmm. As we thought it was. But also, like, on the counterpoint to that, like, you know, how much can really be done to undo 700 years of tyranny? For sure. Yeah, well, yeah and, I think we started also, this and it was perfect. It would be like, Pierce, get your head out of the sand. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> well, and especially, like, how much can also be done while you're also fighting a war on how many fronts like venus mercury uh they're still fighting on mars and you have to worry about the rim like Mm -hmm. how how much progress can you make when you're actively having to fight still yeah and then having your government tell you like no you're not allowed to keep fighting oh you're fighting wrong fuck off yeah (laughs) you're doing the war wrong yeah we don't like it So yeah, old men like... talk so young men can die. That's always mm-hmm. the thing of politics yeah. and war. Old men talk so young men can die, and yeah, they, so it, uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, that's an Arcos quote. Um, mm. uh, old men rage in colder ways, oh. for they alone decide how to spend the young. Mm. That's a much more but, eloquent point than I'm pretty sure it's like. Churchill or a modern day politician. Yeah, well, yeah, no, sorry. That, like fully. Yeah. <laughs> Socks, go to war. Yeah. 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 I'll sit so, here yeah, and Everman's be rich. Entirely, entirely valid. Yeah. In his kind yeah. of opinions. It's just not fun yeah. to consume. <laughs> For sure. Speaking yeah. of not fun to consume. Is it fucking Let's Lysander? Talk about Lysander. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I should have like saved the the second one. Jeez, I, literally, I also like... was thinking halfway through that we should have done this in a different order so we don't have to end on Lysander. We can, we can what you don't want to finish that. angry? <sighs> I refuse any any of these books that I'm reading. If there is a Lysander point of view, I always make sure that there's no. somebody else's after. <laughs> yeah, uh, Salem like, is solid because we end on we end on Ephraim. I think yeah yeah i literally like i don't annotate a whole lot but it's like yeah i float on gentle gentle waves call to me i've been here but shut the fuck up and i get it like shut up you guardian pixie is the note you you pixie ponce i will say i think the reason we get so angered is because pierce did and i i think because audiobooking iron gold for the first time this time and hearing the words actually come out, it Pierce did such a good job of 
this is somebody who for his the first 10 years of his life was the ultimate privileged yeah. brat and so was educated in that manner that that's generally how he talks. like we're filming this yeah. a day after the british coronation uh-huh. and that's how i say, expect yeah. that Will, like prince william or charles are actually mm-hmm. talking because this is just and i think then it gets you just want to punch him in the face because you're like have you not turned on the television have you not seen and through all of this like you know he get he's pretty good about cassius but then also like cassius isn't painted in that great of a like he's an alcohol raging alcoholic and it's like that's the guy who saved you and continues for the past decade to keep you alive when you are probably the most wanted bounty in the entire solar system and you just keep fucking shit up man like (sighs) which yeah like again another character who is like you know it's just it's justifiable that he would be like upset about being a fugitive like fine but also could you shut the fuck up well and that's that's the thing too is like i don't i don't think he's necessarily a fugitive like he wouldn't be like arrested if he came back yeah no it's just like you know people kind of understandably are like "Mm, yeah you're on your you're on your room springer to like learn how to be a a better person yeah please do your homework (laughs) yeah and like arguably you're learning from one of the best people to learn from uh because we had that serious flip from you know prince of the golds to mm. you know, yeah, the, the rising sympathizer, the man who could have ruled Mars. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we see in this like to get my anger out of the way, Cassius is he has changed, and like we see that yep. especially in the scenes where Lysander goes and his concern is the gold, and meanwhile, and when yep. he comes back, Cassius is like, colors. what about all the low colors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just yeah, like, like what the thirty fuck people. Did you do? Yeah. You let them die so that you could have a little bit of your pride. Like And yeah. and Kat, we talked about this yesterday and out of context, but the interesting thing to me about that is this isn't Victra or Mustang or Cavex, who is a gold who has been alongside Darrow's journey. Cassius is sure. He knew Darrow in the beginning when he thought he was a gold. Mm-hmm. Turned and hated him. Hated him for all of Morningstar. And, sorry, all of Golden Sun. And Morningstar, they're only really a, real interactions. Cassius is still a prisoner. Yep. Like, he was not indoctrinated into the Rising. He is not sitting there living all of this through. Mm-hmm. He had some brief moments and then said, you know what? I can kind of buy in. And so we don't know whether or not in the last 10 years he's exiled. So we assume he has not been talking to them, but maybe he's watching the hollow cams. Yeah. Oh, we know he's watching the hollow cams. He got really drunk. Because yeah, we we have a a dented bulkhead. Uh (sighs) Right. Because he found out Darrow and Mustang got married. He got super drunk and... Yeah, I think you, you or Salem made a comment about like Cassius being over it. 
a um, couple episodes ago. I'm like, no, no, Cassius mm. is definitely still in love with Yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did not get over it. But, nah. yeah, so, like, these yeah, so first he, couple like, chapters change my opinion on Cassius a whole lot more than anything that happens yes. in the original trilogy. Because he's, like, he, you know, he's, sure. everyone's at rock bottom, but like, he is doing what he, like, feels is correct and that aligns with new yeah. values and like exactly. that's just such such growth for him where he is like concerned with you know protecting people and like they've been you know playing yeah. pirate saving people and busting yeah. Yeah. Re- re- reverse pirate even yeah um, reverse pi- yeah yeah and like that's the robin Hood that's the thing for me is yeah. like um he is he is actually acting with the honor that he believed like that yeah like true honor like he is behaving according to his beliefs and And lysander is like pretending like god i like actually like went through and underlined like every instance of lysander like calling out his pride and like it's his responsibility to protect these people like it's not like you should be doing this because you're (laughs) right (laughs) it's every every other page um because you were like motivated as a fundamental if you're you know you're being not because you're a gold and you're superior and you should, yeah. that's how you should be like fuck off <laughs> yep. you're the worst i hate this <laughs> um and i guess like <laughs> part of it is I... like pierce has done a very good job exactly fungible. oh yeah. Uh, yeah like he's written and really can... really well you can hear it in in the change in voice um and it's a thing that i noticed especially because i am not like not a big fan of flowery writing where we drop an illusion or a simile every other sentence and you tell me the vibes of how everything feels and so like most of the characters that pierce writes are like it's very here are the details here's what it looks like it's very cinematic like detail oriented i'm gonna tell you what you are seeing Whereas a lot of authors in like the, you know, fantasy genre or like adult fiction, whatever, go into the, you know, the vibes. How you should feel. And that's how Lysander reads. Like it the the increase in the number of metaphorical like insertions is notable. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes Lysander just like fucking annoying. Yeah. So I do appreciate like the you know as always, hats off to Pierce's writing, um, and yeah, the the ability to like make him important to the story and invested in like what's going on out there, but also like I'm annoyed every time I get to. Yeah, as I say, when I read through, I refuse to end on a Lysander point of view. (laughs) I'm like, and the next chapter, please. And I don't care if the next one's like depressing. I don't care if like mm-hmm. whatever. Just it's like no, it's no, I'm not. I'm not going to bed after reading about Lysander. Thank you. Yeah, I think I was I was trying to get through like the the first round of four and like started Lysander's chapter and was just getting getting sleepy. My eyes kept closed. And I was like, yep, I'm just gonna give up. We're gonna pretend yep. we stopped it up from. We'll get to you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not doing this. But. Yep. But anyway, I guess we should, you know. All right. Suspend growth of Lysander. Talk about it. Well, yeah. Yeah, there'll be several no, more right, episodes where this is this is basically this the whole is theme. Yeah, uh, the well, okay, so we brought up Cassius, who yeah. is 
I would still say, you know, he's not as much of a dolphin fuckboy as we've seen in the past, but I still wouldn't take him home. He's yeah. still not, like, great to be around, like, especially in this world. Yeah. Like, like but morning like, sarcastic, like, mm, I would not approach, approach you at the frat party, like, mm. Mm. and like wouldn't go on a date but like i would i would go to dinner with this cassius yeah <laughs> wouldn't yeah. go home with him but i would go to dinner. wouldn't go home with, okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh it is interesting there so family being our overarching thing they are their own found family of you know they're the last remaining other than technically julia uh of bologna still exists yeah. but they are the last remaining of both of their houses believe yeah thank you crescent for the nod <laughs> that's all i look for <laughs> crescent's approval uh and and so they are their own found family and as we say like so they are in exile and you does know, he know that his mom is alive I don't know. oh cassius yeah he's got to she's i assume so got to. okay if, if she's, it's if not she's showing up but... in the senate she's probably somewhere okay. on the hollow cams yeah yeah and we know he watches those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor boy. Uh, yeah. So it is, but they're found family of, you know. God, I love them Blues are the best. Oh, and Pytha. Oh, yeah. Pytha is their, uh, Orion, Pytha. Yeah, Pytha is very I much. I didn't know blues could be sarcastic. Orion. Every blue we've met, sarcastic. Which is sarcastic. Maybe not. We've got Pallas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Callaway's pretty snarky but, too. Oh yeah, Callaway's snarky as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, we got yeah. Python there, Pilot, and then the two of them in their janky ass van on their road trip through the stars. Yeah, the the <laughs> riding the the jank Winnebago. Yeah. Hey yo, how accurate that is. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. All right, what's going on in t-shirt? Space Winnebago. <laughs> Space Winnebago. What was the other one I was writing down? Oh, Crescent Licks. Yeah. So, no, yeah, just... we're out, we are out here in uh, asteroid territory between the rim and the core, hiding, um, having yeah. gone to be altruistic and pick up a distress signal from a random hauler. Yep. Which yeah. I'm sure was like Cassie's being like, we gotta go, gotta go save we some We need money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any engines. We gotta fix the boat. The bumper's falling off the Winnebago. Mm-hmm. The bumper is falling off the Winnebago. <laughs> I love it. Both so batteries much. are out of juice. <laughs> oh God! And like the it's one wind and oil change. Yeah. Yeah. Community reference. <laughs> so yeah, we roll up at the the Vindabona, which has been. Raided Brilliant. by cannibals. Hooray. Yo, okay. What are they called? Askamani. Askamani. Askamani, right? Yeah. yeah. Am I saying it right? Eaters. I forget every time. I'm like, the pirates. <laughs> and I was the one person in the den, there was a question about the Askamani, and I was the one who's like, I'll be an Askamani. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is your issue? It, I do pirates. Like, pirates, yes. But eating people, higher, okay, higher on the to-do list. But we've learned that not all of them are cannibals because it's like a shocking thing in this case of like, oh, these ones are the cannibal ones. So these I want to be a non-cannibal like, Eskimo. Yeah, these Eskimo? ones survived the Dark Revolt 
and went to space and drank the space Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'd like to know if they existed pre-Rising. That would be an interesting I think they thing. did. Like, because it's, it's no. I think, stated that they're, like, remnants of the, well, the obsidian who survived the Dark Revolt. Okay. Yeah. And then as, like, the Rising, like, the obsidian got mm-hmm. disenfranchised from it, they're like, we're gonna go look up our, you know, our legends. And so yeah. they joined with whatever Ascomani fringe groups were out there. This, this is just part of the world building that I enjoy. Of like, I mean, even in today, we forget that pirates still exist. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, to me, an interesting... Because we are about spaceships as well, mm-hmm. not just the yeah, relationship. We do, get, we do get some cool spaceships in Lysander's section. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And... Uh, that portion is just interesting to me of like who who's out there in the in the fringes of the space problems. apparently yeah. problems problems yeah. <laughs> and lots uh, of we problems do, we do have precedent for like the obsidian turning to cannibalism like with the eaters on the ice yes exactly yeah. this is yep. apparently a cannibal yeah and like <laughs> i think it is kind of set up that they are intending to feast on uh, redacted I don't think we get her name in this section. Um, no. Because she's, like, held separately. Yes. Um, like, they're probably going to eat her so they can, you know, go send to their gods or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it's maybe maybe some of that uh, precedent. <laughs> and then yeah. joining with the people who went space crazy. Hello, dog. There's Aww, two here. puppers. Who dog? I only see one. We only see one. Oh, no, there's two. They're just on top of each other. I do appreciate the one is very jealous. The bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our ghost dogs, as we call them when they come in and out. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really interesting segment that we're seeing this other world, as you were of, who's not in in the fray. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there are things happening like outside of the war for the core. Yeah, and it, it's also an interesting, I think, portion of this, where you're seeing that mentor-mentee between Lysander and Cassius, of Lysander being the one who goes in and does everything, and Cassius remaining back to speak in his headset. I read too far and then forget that I did that? I don't know. Because I think we get a last uh, Lysander thing before we have some in the Howlers. Yes. So we, yes, we well, we, yeah, we get the mask at the very end. Yeah, uh, we get the crazy yeah. mask, which makes boarding, sense of like, by the, the room. I was gonna, I want to talk about the, the spaceships. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, sure the if spaceships. it was the next section Thank you. Let's yeah. let's yeah. Um Yeah, so we get kind of the rescue and the him saving the gold over everyone else and the cursing out of Cassius and what that looks like. And then even within that, Lysander lying of he knows that her I forget what it is, but she's got it covered up and yeah, she's in fact a peerless scar. But Oh, res what is flesh. it called? The the res flesh. Yeah. And she has a scar, and Cassie says, does she have a scar? No, she doesn't. Okay. And then the 
signal gets picked up and he's immediately is like, you've lied. She has a scar because that means she's somebody. So I, I had completely forgotten going into this, like why Cassius is panicked. And it's because of the raw, because he was involved with the killing of children and Romulus's dad completely forgot like Lysander is fine like he could be a loon out here and it would wouldn't be a big deal but it's like it Cassius specifically is the one that needs to hide well yes I would say yes I think in my mind also Lysander has aged 10 years yeah. when you are 10 years old to 20 years old it's a lot it's a I lot because like, I think the rim like still hates the loons just by you know merit of Raya being a thing yes but yep. like they were, they wouldn't like on site Lysander. No, I feel like they would hold him for captive. That's where yeah. I think all of this. It's like I think Cassius is the exile, yeah, unless he ends up awesome. wherever his mom is. Mm-hmm. Um, though I do think Cassius could probably return to the Rising because of when when we saw them last, it was a peaceful. Yeah, they parted I mean, as friends. I think it was. Mustang was like, if you ever come back, I will stab you, but like we're not gonna we're not gonna try to kill you immediately. Like that that like he he makes a like uh pledge to like never come back. Oh. I think at like the very end of that, like before they go up to Adrius's ship and all that. Yeah. But then they also But that like they shake hands almost six years to the day after they meet. And part as friends. Yeah. And like Darrow Darrow gives Cassius Julian's ring. Yeah. Like I think like, like Darrow and Cassius are fine and he would be able to come back to the rising, but like it's I Mustang specifically is like if you come back here, it's Yeah. Don't. But I think yeah, I think overall and who knows what's happening last decade that Cassius is probably hiding for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's with Lysander, it is you will be taken hostage and used as a bartering piece. It doesn't matter that it's 20 years from now, you are a bartering piece. But it's all sorry, 10 years from now, but he's now 20 years old. And from the age of 10 to the age of 20, you have hit puberty. Mm-hmm. You have like who knows which side you're after. Like, are you an Arcos? Are you a loon? Like, who knows what's happening there? But when we get the very violent masking of Cassius. It's because everyone knows what Cassius looks like. Like a 22-year-old to a 32-year-old basically looks the same. And it, like, the rim definitely has still that vendetta. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think anyone who's taking is Cassius's a large bargaining piece who is recognizable it's the it's the harry potter when they disguise harry right yeah. where they put it on the yeah uh the uglification potion yeah but uh yeah so cassius has got the insane mask that and they've like, got a fully yeah, like damn. and even that whole scene they're out of like, skims like that I think that specific scene cements my respect for Cassius. Like, it kind of got lost at the beginning of Red Rising, and, you know, he gets a little bit back, like, to the end of Morningstar, but, like, the fact that he was willing to, like, commit to, like, keep them safe 
and like yeah. go through that like actual torment is laudable. Yeah, and like and he's got, he's like, you got a lot of bravery this and strength. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he's like, yeah, Fuck you, watch me." <laughs> and like, then you compare him to Lysander, who's like, oh, "I want to save the gold because it's my responsibility." And then you have Cassie's being like, "I can't put these people in danger." And like, I will go through literal, like, flesh searing pain to prevent them from getting tortured. And it, you just like look at the honor of one versus the other, and you're like, why, why are you like this, Lysander? True, true honor versus the honor of vanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, yeah, his face in the, like, you get that Lysander has to fully restrict, and it's clear that they've had almost a basic conversation. Either this has happened before with Stims or a conversation of if it has to happen, because they know which Lysander's like, this hold? And he's like, nope, I'll break your arm. It's got to be this hold. Like, and he still fractures Lysander's arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lysander's a face. bitch. Yeah. He is not uh, up there with the highest bone density. No. no. He's got little little birdie bones. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I also find it fascinating, even so it's just before this, of the hiding of their boxes. Mm-hmm. That yep. you gotta go, you're gonna put them in the vault. And, you know, and Cassius is so clear. And knowing. So it's clearer to me that in the back of Cassius's mind, how quickly he makes those decisions, this is something he has thought about every day. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is a, these this are is people a who the razor, the shield they have on it is not going to work. The rings they you, carry around their necks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everything. He's got every everything detail planned. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just kudos. I'll give. We'll have to bring Dram on so we can have once again a fight over Cassius, but this is a moment where I will give Cassius full full credit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like oh, the the fall of the Prince of Mars honestly is like just it's very compelling of a character arc and like watching him have to rebuild himself. Like his development in this second half is pretty excellent. Yeah. I don't remember like what section it is that we're gonna get to it, but like the the later stage Cassius moments are very good. Well, this is kind of where so we've completed the four. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the spaceship? Oh yeah, spaceships we got to talk about. We never talk about the spaceships. (laughs) So we got Archimedes is what like an old Ripwing. I know. Old yeah, the Archimedes? Yeah. Uh, Zephos class frigate, I believe it is. Yeah, 300 meters or whatever. Well, 50 meters. Hmm? So we get that one. Meters. And the Vindabona is basically just like a giant Rubik's cube floating through space. Is that the... What is it in Star Trek? Is it in the Borg? Is it a giant Rubik's cube in space? Is that a reference? Pierce, is that a reference? <laughs> Jackie, let us know. <laughs> Make this a real. Tag him. <laughs> yeah, because the Vindabona Rubik's Cube, a Star Trek reference. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the Archimedes is shaped like a rearing cobra head. Which I imagine is just like 
the, the hood or whatever. Yep. Wings. This cool this ship. is one of this is one of very few uh, ships that actually have artwork on the Red Rising wiki. And it's it's Ganymede docks, right? Or no, Venusian. Uh, no. Um, the Archimedes is Ganymede Industries. Okay. Or the dockyards. Of yeah, it is. It is like interesting to think about the like the ones that are meant for like interstellar, I guess interplanetary. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, like, they don't have to conform to gravity because they're not going to deal with it. We so they yeah. don't have to like land. I feel like we need an actual scientist because I am. Listen, my high school not. marks in science are. <laughs> So I'm a probably should have failed, and I don't probably do well should have failed, and a teacher felt bad for me and gave me a fifty-two. Um, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a chemist. Yeah, I got nothing for you. <laughs> do does space have to deal with aerodynamics? No. There so they could no be like any space. fucking shit. No, okay. The, yeah, yeah no literally friction. the the cube the cube ship flies just as well as the rearing cobra head. Cool. You just have yeah. to like meet meet relative velocity of whatever body you're trying to meet up with, but there's no like right. Friction. There's no therapy yep. or friction. In there. There's no therapy or yep. friction. Or or Cassius. A convention. <laughs> we Fuck, can just throw it all into the vacuum. It's fine. Um. Yeah. So okay, that's like fascinating to me that all these ships could be insane because we do see. My favorite part of Morningstar is there is a full, like, one that's a sail ship. Like, a sailboat. And it's like, yep. that wouldn't sail. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, it's just... No, it's one of the refugee gold boats. Actually, I think it's one that Mustang says, like, told her, taught her to ride a horse. Yeah. Yes. Like, fleeing Phobos, though. Yeah, yeah it's the fleeing Phobos. One of the golds is a sailboat. A true yeah, sailboat. It but it's like, it that wouldn't work. Gravity. Yeah, but a sailboat is not actually aerodynamic if you're again if you're going too fast. Mm. You have to be with the wind. But if you're in space and aerodynamics does not matter, then you can have a fake sail. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's just interesting. We have probably Rubik's. like a big solar panel. Yeah, the giant. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, and then the rearing cobra. That's a really cool image. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then we get the the raw ship coming in like right at the end. With its, uh... yeah. Oh, yeah. How do they describe it? Um... Someone's right there. I follow his eyes out to the distance, to the viewport, uh, out the viewport to the large, seemingly benign asteroid in the distance. Shadows cloak half the asteroid. The shadows stir. Something moves in the dark distance, streaking out from the bowels of the asteroid. It comes into space like a black eel, squirming its way from the recesses of a dark sea cavern, flowing out of shadow, eyes glinting in pearly menace. This eel is not made of flesh and blood. It's made of metal, painted black, and marked with a three-headed electric dragon on its sides. It is a warship. Da, da, da. So we know great. the raw the Ra have come. They have the best the like, have come. The best house signal sigil. Yes, absolutely they do. I feel like that's it. We if love we're gonna a like align our, Yeah, if we align ourselves with a house. Um, like a family and just based on sigil, I'm going raw. Yeah. I Julii, like I'm I'm a big Victor Stan and so I'm doing my howler jacket as like a Julii like jacket. Um, 
theirs is like a weeping sun with a spear through it. Right. And having now like found an art to like put on the jacket. Oh, did like, you? Please share yeah. that. It's, it's going to be great. I'm doing it for Hazard Bedlam, so I'll like probably have to wait, but I'm very excited. I mean, like, please just share the, the, the jewelry. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of like making it up, but like, it was yeah. okay. cool what I found. I'll send it to send it somewhere, probably Violets or something. But, yeah, uh, the vibes are very but, good. Yeah, but the raw are mm-hmm. the moment I learned about the raw. Because like, I'm picturing like fuck yeah, like dragons. Japanese dragons, yeah, with, like the big snarling mouth and the yeah. the whiskers. Oh yeah, yeah, and the many feet. Not yeah. like a Western dragon. No, no, I think it is very Japanese Chinese, what like Eastern. Yeah, oh, uh, 100%, floating. 100%. It's gonna like, do that rather than the Western dragon. That's more of our convent, like what we would consider conventional of the. Is this is this a never ending story yeah. reference? Uh, no, but hang on one second. You're allowed to uh, spoil <laughs> just a little bit. Um, the we don't learn about it in this section, but we do learn that. The rim is uh, South African and Japanese. Yes. Yeah. It's just so, cool as fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> I just, I you don't know, like through the door. So people watching sometimes see a little white outline. That's a door there. Uh, Alcatraz didn't get the talk of what you're seeing is not what's going to end up on YouTube. There's two different cameras happening on me right now. He's a professional. Wow. I'm a professional I'm here. here with my, like, uh, bad through, I I forgot to turn on my second light. If you're worried about lighting, okay. Um. Wow. I know. <laughs> through the door is an entire bookshelf based on dragons. Excellent. And so, like, this is my, this is my jam. Even when I learned in Morningstar, mm-hmm. just that little tidbit of how they're the dra- house dragon, I was like. Fuck yeah. And the that was are cool as hell. I love them. I have a great tweet that from Pierce that I have screenshot somewhere where I said something about what's gonna happen basically what's happening in Morningstar and he said the dragons of Ra are coming. And I was like sorry not in Morningstar and Iron Gold. It's the dragons of Ra are coming and I was like Fuck yes. <laughs> like, and if yeah. you've seen the glittering gala, you know my I re put up a question about that, but yeah, we do uh, get like one other like <laughs> uh, mythical monster mentioned with the Charybdis. Yes, yes, the the Greek equivalent of the Kraken. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but, Kraken is dead or alive. Yeah, so knows. yeah, Lysander so section um, lining. <laughs> The Vindabone and Cannibal oh. and saving Redacted. <laughs> That's all that happens out here. Yes. And I think we did a great job of just focusing on Cassius. Yes. Who is Hell like yeah. the, the important part. Like Lysander it's is just a, he's a vehicle for me to look look at Cassius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a Cassius transportation device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aren't we all while on vacation? Uh what? To the Rose Garden. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> and fade to obsidian. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, final I think that's the end of thoughts. I think that's it. So final. We are. Yeah. We are all a vehicle for Cassie. 
Goodbye. You can drive me any day. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> That's really it. Okay. Yep. Thank you for uh, tuning into this week's episode of uh, Stroking Cassie's Check Ego. Yeah. <laughs> Join us in the den to talk about our sales. Joining us in the den. Check out our Redbubble. I'm going to put some pictures up so it looks like I'm pointing at things real fast. Uh, uh, also, okay. check out the link to the Glittering Gold Gala if you have <gasps> not. It is now public and available to watch at any time. It is and does contain spoilers for the whole series. So if you're oh, only yes. following this and have only read up to where we are, don't watch it. But also or watch like, it, but do so I at was your own so, I was so good about spoilers today. Hell yeah. Did so okay, so you watched Glittering Gala and have not finished Dark Age. Was there anything during I... that that was ruined for you? Also, Kate, no, hang on. I also like, stop. read the wiki. Oh, we're oh, gonna hold stop on. the recording. Let's finish it and then we're gonna, yeah.